Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 51 Animal Act and Old Wounds. Hi, chums. Week 51. Ooh. I don't know why that's relevant. Last week was 50, which was a big deal. 52, mm-hmm. obviously a big deal. 51 is nothing. Yeah. Wasn't last week our uh, our official one year mark or something? Yeah, because we did a we did a like a warm up show and then we did a mail show, so that makes fifty two. So yeah, very exciting. So the actual the actual fifty two episode means nothing. Well, it's also significant to the DC universe for some I dumb reason. That's true. If you want to like, if you want to use this as an excuse to reboot our podcast I, and come back much worse. I mean, we've already done that when we stopped doing Star Trek and started doing Batman. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a weird idea to do it after a year, but I mean, like, yeah. I know how comics work, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, we're um, we're nearly through Batman now. Like the, we the are. podcast is sort of going to reboot in a couple of months because we're going to start calling it Kids Love Superman. Kids do love Superman. Actually, kids don't love Superman. No, they should. There there hasn't been a kid-friendly Superman around for so long that like a whole generation of kids don't love Superman. Yeah. That guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you're kind of right. But the show we're going to watch doesn't suck. No, it's awesome. Yeah. So is this so one. Shut up, kid. Although this week was not maybe not the very best of weeks. I, um... Yeah, this was uh, this was a real dick heavy week for one thing. It sure was. If I if I were to describe it in any way, it would be that way. Dick heavy. I would say these mm-hmm. two episodes that prominently feature Richard Grayson of formerly of the Flying Graysons. Sure. Uh, he's probably at his least unlikable in these two episodes. I would agree with that completely. I, I won't uh, say his most likable, just his least unlikable. I'm going to say neither of these were great. No. Uh, but they would be much worse if he were not as on as he was these for these. Yeah, no. They they seem to have really found the character now that we have, I think, six episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we give him a spinoff or something? No, we're never oh, going to use him again. Ugh. No, well, I think they wanted to, but we run into We've talked about this, and we will talk about it again, like the whole mm-hmm. dumb embargo like, when we get to Justice League, they want to use the extended Bat family of characters, and they're not allowed to. The whole, the way TV shows work, yeah, and, like, the way they have to, like, reflect, like, movies and stuff is so strange to me. It's, I, I think, and I don't remember, and I don't even care that much, but I think it had something to do, like, The Batman was on, and mm-hmm. they didn't want to have two shows like they were allowed to use Batman because they'd been using Batman for so long Mm -hmm. but they didn't want to have two shows that had complete sets of characters that were different to confuse people now they don't give a fuck about that yeah now you can have the Snyderverse and various cartoons and the CW shows and who cares nobody cares yeah it's weird because I remember for a long time and this is no longer the case they just gave Superman a TV show Mm -hmm. um you couldn't use certain bigger characters on the CW shows because they were, quote-unquote, saving them for the movies. Like, like Cyborg? <laughs> yes. They were, listen. I know. They were trying to get Cyborg over so hard. Like, I know this. And also, he's on Doom Patrol, which is my, no kidding, favorite running show right now. Mm-hmm. But 
also he's the weakest character on there. But who cares, man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the The problem is the downside of that is something we also don't like, which is one company owning everything. Like now, yeah, that sucks too. WB has like one master screen streaming service. They don't care because all the content, all the money goes yeah. to them anyway. So. Yeah, I guess they kind of solved that problem, but also it's not good. Not good, no. But anyway, speaking Boy, I of... I sure do love those three companies. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to. Stick around uh, one company in, uh, oh, let's say 15 years. I'll be dead in 15 years. Come on. God willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> no, the creek rising is what's going to kill me. Why did I build my house on this creek? Uh-huh. I don't know. At least I learned how to say creek and not crick. That's true. Mm. I'd hate to be killed by a crick. Yeah, it's not the I'll best. I'll take crick. There's a certain, uh, there's a certain woodsy je ne sais quoi to that, but a crick, ugh. I don't know. Dawson's Creek isn't very woodsy. Mm, but Dawson is. He loves the woods. Does he? I thought he was like a film school asshole. I have no idea. I've never seen a single second of Dawson's Creek. Me neither. Although it does seem like something I would watch. I. W- my sister would have it on TV when I came in, and I would literally do like a complete 180 spin on my ankle and walk out of the room. So what you're saying is you did want to wait for your lives to be over. I did. That's the song from that, right? Like I'm being... Uh, maybe, I believe I'm being you. clever there and not completely irrelevant for something from 20 years ago that's already irrelevant. I'm going to say for sure that I know that is a theme song from the early 90s. It may be for the, or not, no, early from the late O's. 90s, early aughts. It might be for the OC. Mm, don't call it that. <clears throat> All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you what happened in Animal Act. Animal Act. Animal Act, as opposed to Animal Act 2 back in the bear habit. (laughs) Animals are running wild in Gotham, dressing up like people, committing crimes, so it must be literally any day. Seriously, they're still cleaning up monster chicken poops in the street. A bear in a trench coat is nothing to your average Gothamite at this point, even if it does happen to be smarter than the average one. For some reason, though, the Bat family has decided that this, of all things, is a three-hero emergency. Barbara must have had a date or something. So here comes Robin, old Robin, and their pissy dad to stop a bear from climbing up an antenna. (laughs) Fortunately for the plot, it turns out Nightwing knows that bear and actually says as much out loud. That would have been your quote, I know, if you'd chosen one. So now it's off to the circus to hang out with his old circus friend, and the gang's all here. There's bald guy who can lift weights. Lady who spins on a wheel while someone throws knives at her. Insufferable clown who definitely isn't the Mad Hatter in disguise. An animal trainer woman who enters wearing a deadly python like it's a fur coat and brandishing a whip at Dick. Here's $20, says Dick hastily to Tim. Go eat cotton candy till you throw up or something. After utterly failing to get anywhere with Miranda, which is her name, which is good because I didn't want to have to call her Snake Lady for the rest of my summary, she finally recognizes Dick from their younger days. Were you one of the flying Graysons, she asks. Whatever happened to those guys anyway? The next five minutes of the episode are just an icy silence, broken (laughs) only by Tim returning with a sticky face and a stomachache. Bold choice, but this show is always a bit experimental. Miranda denies that her gorilla could have had anything to do with this climbing on an antenna business, because none of her animals would do anything like that. Not even her bears. So later that night, Nightwing and Batman are fighting those same bears in an auto garage. But honestly, this could be any garage and any bears. I personally have never visited a garage that wasn't swarming with bears. The trick is to incapacitate them with a forklift, and thankfully Dick has heard this helpful advice and does exactly that. While Batman and Nightwing are doing the usual second-act detective work, Harvey Bullock visits the circus and has what little dignity he's managed to hold on to trampled by that clown who still isn't the Mad Hatter. 
Then it turns out that clown is actually the Mad Hatter. What? <laughs> and he's been using his mind control on the circus animals. No way! <laughs> and still fucking quoting Lewis Carroll. Old Jerv has done some ex- extremely punchable things in this episode, but reciting the same five extremely well-worn quotes from the same two books is at the top of my list. Yeah, hit him again! The episode ends with Tim getting his wish to be part of the circus by spending a week shoveling animal poop, which kind of pisses me off because, hey man, that's Tim. He's cool. He didn't do anything to deserve that. So, um, this following up what is supposed to be the worst episode of the series, uh, Mm -hmm. Critters, Mm -hmm. with this, which is 100% garbage, um, it really made me rethink my stance on a lot of people's top 10 Batman lists. Well, those top 10 lists are garbage anyway. Come on. How, who knows better than us? Who mm-hmm. We who covered the entirety of Star Trek to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's ever right. They all said Spock's brain was the worst episode of the original series. It wasn't a good episode, nope. but it was nowhere close to the worst. Nope. Plato's Children. Worst yeah. episode of the series. Yeah. with uh, Followed closely by the Apple. Yep. Like, I can name five worse episodes than... Box brain and there were only 79 episodes to begin with oh easily <laughs> but uh, i would not say this one was 100 garbage i'd say it's about 60 percent garbage all right 60 percent garbage i there's, will give you that there's some good stuff in here but Bru- it's maybe the weakest episode of the reboot uh bruce tim calls it the worst episode of any of the dc animated universe wow yeah uh, i mean uh, that guy would know mm-hmm. but i think from his standpoint what he means is like uh, it, it didn't live up to what they intended to do, which is a little different than, you know, like like he's got a little bit of a different perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Because there's definitely a handful of episodes in subsequent series that I don't think are even as good as this, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> sure. Um. Well, since we're talking about how bad it is, why don't we do our bad things? What do you got? Sure. Um, I hate the circus. <laughs> the whole thing. Like... Uh-huh. I am well documented to not be a fan of clowns. Uh, Few people are. But, like, that's just the start. I hate the whole thing. I hate the aesthetic. I hate the wanton abuse of animals. Um, I hate which the they, smell. Which they absolutely embrace in this episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. This episode, one of the main characters in this episode is a woman whose job is to torture animals. Well, she never makes contact with them. She makes, like,. They they would argue that the sound of the whip cracking is what puts the animals in place and not actually whipping them. Sure. I mean, they're also animated animals, so an animated whip can't hurt them. But no, like... but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, people who train animals say they never actually make contact with the whip. It's just the loud, sudden noise that, that sets them off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I'm only saying, I don't know. I don't claim to know, but mm-hmm. I have heard I have heard this argument. If you're a uh, circus worker and you're listening to this show, um, I'm sorry your entire uh, career is gone now, except for Cirque du, Sto- du Soleil. Because mm-hmm. all circuses are closed. I, I would assume so. I have Thank no God, it's about time. I, as a kid, I liked them okay. I didn't, I didn't love them. But um, I think, uh, I think it could have been done better. But mm-hmm. I think it's good to do like and this is your good thing it's good to do like to take dick back to where he came from oh yeah the the like i am down for an episode of like dick back back at the circus like sort of exploring his roots or whatever i like the idea of like the like them all sort of knowing him as the kid who grew up there but we don't really get into any of that 
Like, no, we get when he when he enters the first time, we get everyone saying hi to him. Like we get a parade of people greeting him, so mm-hmm. that that way at the end where there's a big fight between like all those people, you you oh shit, yeah, I remember that guy and that yeah. guy and that guy. Okay, whatever. But I mean, like most of That's the focus it. of this episode is based around Batman fighting a bear. So yeah, I mean, it's not the best news. But again, we've said this week after week. It's like. Mm-hmm. They probably started with Batman fights a blank, and then they mm-hmm. kind of made a script around it. And I don't know, bear, two bears. Why not two bears? We need to have more episodes where Batman fights a bunch of animals. Well, where do animals live? What the jungle? No, shut up. There's no, the there's circus. no jungle in Gotham. What would bring the animals to him? Yeah, there you go. The, but what I was gonna say is, I, putting aside our opinions like our personal opinions but also our modern opinions of mm-hmm. the circus superheroes at their like at the very beginning definitely mm-hmm. had pretty heavy roots in this stuff oh yeah the um the like the, the original superman costumes based on like a circus strongman right and there's a lot of that in you know various early superheroes there's tons of that in robin obviously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i i get wanting to explore like, anytime they go back to their pulp roots, anytime they go back to, yeah. like, this is where superheroes come from, it's interesting. But they didn't do a good job of that here. But I get the impulse. Yeah. Like, I understand it's wanting the... to set an episode at the circus for a couple of reasons, but I don't... Uh, yeah. It wasn't very good. It's 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 not a bad idea. It's just a bad execution. More or less, yeah. Like I said, there were some good things in here. Um, But my bad thing is... Yes. One of Dick's old friends says, this kid's got circus in the blood. What a terrible thing to say to somebody. <laughs> Why would you do I, that? I feel like circuses in Gotham need to be struggling a whole lot because, like, this evil clown keeps showing up and murdering people. Well, I mean, their clowns are very different from him. I mm-hmm. I will say, I will give credit where it's due. I don't hate clowns the way you and most people do mm-hmm. because I had, a, like, a, a bit of a fascination with them when I was a kid. Not, not like, a huge, but, like, briefly... I thought I wanted to be one. Like, I thought mm-hmm. I wanted to go to clown college and blah, blah, blah. It turns out my mom had a friend who was a clown and kind of, like, put that stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. But it did play on my wanting to be a performer, wanting to do comedy. Like, oh, this is like that. And then it took uh-huh. me a minute to, oh, wait, no. There's so many better ways to do that. But mm-hmm. but for a minute, I definitely had a thing. Um, and there's a bit here where, and I mentioned this briefly in my summary, where the Mad Hatter, as, as a clown, as a silent clown, as a, basically as a mime, Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh. fucks with Harvey Bullock for a good two or three minutes, mm-hmm. and it's legitimately funny to me. Like he's laying on his police car, he's mimicking all the things he's doing, but making them look especially stupid. Mm-hmm. When when Bullock pulls out the handcuffs and threatens him with it, uh, the clown pulls out a long string of sausages, like <laughs> like you get in cartoons, mm-hmm. and it's very sort of Harpo Marx. And I legit like. This is one way, one of the few ways in which clowns can be amusing is going after assholes and making them look stupid. <laughs> that's what, to me, that's what a good clown is for. Like, like mm-hmm. I say, like Harpo Marx. Like, sure. You go to the, the blustery bully or the rich asshole and you just make them look real stupid. And <laughs> this clown for a minute did that and then went back to being a terrible clown. <laughs> See, my thing is that Jervis doesn't feel like the kind of guy who like would do clowning he's a little too up his own ass no i think he was just trying to stay in character like trying to i know what i'll do i'll paint my face and hide as a co- as a common circus clown and then baffle the lieutenant oh, no. over here he would definitely say um oh god 
what's the I can't think of the word now. There's like fancy stupid words for clowns, and I can't, I'm just drawing a blank. Like the 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 um commedia dell'arte type clown. Oh yeah, um, you know what I'm talking I, about. I do, but I don't know what I don't know the name. A picarillo for it. or a peccadillo or an armadillo or some some damn Italian. Punchinello word. is that right? That, that I think right. that's right. Yeah. But he would definitely use the fancy word mm-hmm. that no one ever has used in America ever. <laughs> also, seriously, he said he said the same three quotes from Alice in Wonderland again, and Jesus. I fuck. mean, that's the Mad Hatter. Read like... a new book, man. Yeah, but there's two books, and mm-hmm. putting aside that I'm sick of those books, there are a lot of very clever, weird, strange turns of phrase in there that he could quote, but he always goes to the same three. I mean, so does every... I know. That's what I'm saying. Every pedestrian Mm -hmm. reference to Alice in Wonderland is the same three. That's fine. You or I don't know those books as well as the Mad Hatter. I I feel like it would be impossible to know that book as well as a guy who routinely calls himself the Mad Hatter. Like that, that's what I'm saying. He should be quoting a, it like like Christians quote the Bible. He should yeah. know like really obscure passages from it, but it's the same ones. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Have you read this book? I saw the movie. Shut up. Which one? There's been like thirty. <laughs> I mean the new Disney one. New Big Ann Hathaway fan. Shut up. Oh, the new Disney. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. like from the sixties. <laughs> Maybe the 50s? I, mean, I don't remember. He does seem like the kind of guy who would see the one from the 60s and call it the new one. Well, Disney did that thing where they kept re-releasing their movies, so maybe he's so uninformed that he doesn't realize. I saved my I, I saved my pe- my penny so I could buy the clamshell edition. <laughs> They're putting it back in the vault soon. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I enjoy more than a good Disney vault joke. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, uh, the cast of Song in the South just like, can we come out yet? No. No. Stay never. in there forever. We're changing Splash Mountain. What? Are they? Yeah, they are. Ooh, all right. Uh, my good thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is up there with critters in terms of really stupid sight gags sure. that I very much enjoyed. During the fight with the circus folk, the sword swallower mm-hmm. reaches down his throat and produces... You guessed it, a sword. (laughs) Implying that he just stores one in his belly at all times and pulls it out when he needs it. (laughs) Like, yes, he can make a sword go down his throat, but he never completely, literally swallows it. Like, Mm -hmm. they they take it down to, like, the handle so he can pull it back out. But, no, he just walks up, then reaches in his mouth and pulls out a sword like Ah. it was in there. (laughs) It's such a stupid bit of logic that's, like, it's perfect for this Uh kind of thing. Like I said, it's very much reminding me of Critters. I knew this would come in handy someday. <laughs> yep. Just keep that in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I walk and talk like this? I mean, I don't know. This is a weird life choice for you. Yeah. I mean, look. There's All no of one. This is weird life choices, but n- no one in like a you know a leopard onesie, leopard print onesie, can really throw stones here. I mean, if your passion is to wear a leopard leopard print onesie and throw around a big weight. Then the circus might be the place for you. I guess so. I don't know. Everyone's got to find their place in the world. What about the gym? <laughs> yeah, but only if it was like a 1930s gym. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, that's ideally the place. Or like a like a, a 1910s gym, even, so you can have like your big mustache and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, No, I mean, I, I, at times when I've gone to gyms, people are wearing all kinds of ridiculous 
garbage. Like fucking just wear your leopard print onesie. Who cares, man? I mean, I suppose that's a tr- that's true. The problem there is that you can't get the uh, the weird triangular weights at uh, at a mm. gym. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. The one with like 16 tons written on the side of it. Mm-hmm. It's not actually 16 tons, but circus audiences are very easily led. Well, circus audiences are very stupid. Um, or children. Uh, ch- children are especially stupid. Children who want to go to the circus are the stupidest of uh, all. No one's saying they wanted to go. They're just there. <laughs> I mean, that's how I went to the circus. I was going to say, you've been to the circus and you've made your feelings about it very clear. Not everyone <laughs> wants to be there is my point. It came around every year, and my mom would be like, all right, time to go to the circus. And I'd be like, fuck. I, my theory is, and I'm pretty sure this is right, is mm-hmm. back before entertainment was invented, back before mm-hmm. television, before most people had radio, before movies were widely available, this was entertainment. Mm. I'm talking like Victorian times and into the early 20th century. And sure. those people brought their kids because they still thought it was entertainment, and that just kept going. To the point where your mom, who should absolutely be old enough to know better, mm-hmm. probably just through decades of social programming, thinks, this is fun. Take my children to the circus. Like, mm-hmm. I know your mom. She, she's not a monster. But, like, she probably just, because her parents told her that, and their parents told them that, and so on. It's like, the circus is fun. No, no, it's not. No. Stop. Stop. Break the cycle. Mom, it's 1992. <laughs> yeah. Just let me play Mega Man 4. But she, like... She probably just, I don't know, like take your kids to a movie, take mm-hmm. your kids to McDonald's, take your kids to the circus. It's all the same to her, probably. No, no, we're going to go look at a sad tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this what a... tiger was the saddest of them all. <sighs> They're sad. <laughs> Is he advertising soggy flakes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're soggy before you put them in milk somehow. I don't I don't care for this. Just uh, open up the bag and... <laughs> <laughs> I did like Miranda. Yep. I like the look of her. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she comes out in like a... Uh, it's, it's a little sexy, but it's not like, you know, gross sexy. She's just kind of got an exposed midriff. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it's sort of like a safari outfit. And she's, like I said, got a... She's wrapped in a giant python... Just a big old snake hanging out with her. Holding a whip. Just like, mm-hmm. there's, this is definitely... She comes out with whip. <laughs> and she did have a large, small mountain cat to terrorize people, so <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it disappeared in the crowd. But I like the reason I implied that Dick was super into it, because 100% people watching this, like there's a, there's a section of the audience who's like, oh, oh, this just awoke something. Because <laughs> she's like, there's there's a lot put into that look, and I, I think it worked very well like not for me it sounds like it's for me but eh, not really but mm. like she just had kind of that like uh oh i can't think of them now you probably know this better than i do those like the jungle lady characters like the oh uh safari adventure type like yeah uh, not like your tarzan type ladies but like your uh, probably problematic white savior characters now but you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and and visually she nailed it voice wise um, this is my, hey, it's that guy. She was voiced by Jane Weedlin, I think I'm saying that right, who is the mm. lead singer of the Go-Go's. Ah! Which, not a lot of voice acting, just mostly known for singing top pop hits of the 80s. But Sure, like, she, de- she definitely had a unique voice. Yeah, like, and I love that that continues to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, even in an episode like this. 
Yeah. No, and, and, and we're doing the uh, we're doing the uh, circus episode, Andrea Romano. You want to cast the? You want to like not worry about casting this? Now get me one of the Go Go's. Yeah, I mean, I could get Tress McNeil or I don't know. She's younger, so Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> your go to with older women is Tress McNeil. Your go to for younger women is uh, Tara Strong. But yeah. Uh, she doesn't do that. She thinks outside the box. She's like, I don't know. I was listening to a hits of the '80s tape on the way into work. Uh, what's What's Jane Weedlin up to? There's a person I've always wanted to talk to. See if she wants mm-hmm. to be on my Batman cartoon. Yeah. Turns out, yes. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, there was a there was a great moment, and we'll talk about this more in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a great moment where, um. It starts out with just Batman and current Robin Tim uh, chasing down this gorilla, and then Nightwing joins. And Tim gets his ass handed to him by this gorilla, and Dick stops, makes sure Tim's okay. It's a very sweet moment between them before they continue to chase. Mm -hmm. And it's just a nice little detail that I really like. And again, we'll talk about this more in the next episode. I just, I really like their relationship. I like Batman 100% would have just kept going. Yeah, there's gorillas to fight. But- Dick stops and says, uh, ooh, that looked painful. You all right? And I, I just liked it. It's a nice moment between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. You, you I, get your well, ass kicked by a gorilla in a coat? I've been there. Happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I me. Would, I would know I'm the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, but he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the gorilla in the coat and the hat just made me think of, I don't know if you remember, how much you remember of the old Tick cartoon, but uh, there was a character made up entirely of ants. Oh God! It yeah. was like a thousand ants that that took human form, uh, in a in a coat and hat just like that. It just made me mm-hmm. think of that. See, I was just like, "Is that gorilla from that from the the Catwoman as a cat episode back?" No, mm. no, this is a different gorilla in a coat. And this continuity, we'll see many other gorillas. Mm-hmm. We will. I have mean, Gorilla Grodd extensively. I mean, it is based off of uh, off of Silver Age comics. Uh, yeah. There was nothing Silver Age comics thought was funnier than a gorilla. Well. I would imagine they're fun to draw. I, that is probably true. Because it's like drawing a person, but you can get a little more exaggerated with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I get it. Or if you're pretty good at drawing people, but you keep just making them a little too fat, mm-hmm. like a little too. And I don't mean just like fat in the belly. I just mean like the, the, the bodies keep taking on this weird sort of blobby shape. You're just like, mm-hmm. ooh, no, that's not a person. That's a gorilla. There, nailed it. It's like, well, the Justice League is all gorillas this week. And. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane is also a gorilla, and she's going to the gorilla world, mm-hmm. where all the gorillas live. Are you talking about Gorilla City? I am talking about Gorilla City. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Sim Gorilla City. Uh-huh. <laughs> as My opposed, favorite game from the 90s. As opposed to uh, Sid Meier's Gorilla Civilization, which is the one that I played. <laughs> Gorillavization. Gorilla- yeah, I can't make that work. Uh I was really looking forward to the updates on uh, Gorilla Civilization Six. Yeah, they're putting gorillas into it. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I discovered bananas. This is going to change everything. <sighs> All right. Anything else? The worst part is Gorilla Gandhi keeps <laughs> sending uh, a bombs at me. You think Gorilla Gandhi would be a peacemaker, and yet, <sighs> never know what to expect. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Oh, did you want to talk about that both all of our good and bad things were just railing on the circus? Well, I mean, the circus is like looms large in this episode. It sure does. <laughs> oh, uh, did you want to mention how Jervis is actually defeated this time? I note in your notes that uh, I see in your notes that you, you weren't 
real happy about that. Oh, yeah. Neither was I. They were... <laughs> One of the one of the people that he's uh accident that he's uh mind controlled uh, that he's mind controlled s- accidentally sets his hat on fire. Well, it's the fire and, eater, and he just runs away because like all of his power is gone now. All the people he controlled can't uh, aren't uh, my evil black heart. <laughs> like it's like, well, I guess it's a bit about twenty one minutes. Time to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. You want our heroes to I don't know do something to defeat him? Eh. Why bother? I feel like the actual writers and main animators left and like mm-hmm. the, the junior guys were there who maybe are just getting their start, maybe don't know their way around Batman. It's like, what's the source of the Mad Hatter's power? It's his hat, right? I'm pre- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his hat. All right, well, mm-hmm. let's just burn his hat and that's that's how it ends. <laughs> oh, God. The most overused animation trope of all time. Burn his magic hat. I mean, it, it is. You, mm-hmm. you, you kid, but... Destroying the the sort of like defining prop of of a villain to stop the sure. villain is pretty standard. Yep, and then have a gorilla crush his spine. Oh boy, for for a good five minutes. Well, no. Oh yeah, it felt like five minutes. It was about thirty seconds. But that gorilla is very specifically stepping on one very specific part of uh, uh-huh. the Mad Hatter's very specific back. Yeah. No, his his like tailbone is crushed. Mm-hmm. Like the bottom of his spine is just like powder. <laughs> Well, I guess he won't be a problem anymore. <laughs> I'm dying. All right. And then uh, they made oh. Tim clean up shit uh, for no reason. I felt bad for him only, like, I understand, like, if you're starting out with a list of things that might be interesting or funny, like, mm-hmm. if you're playing, you have to accept the premise that some people like the circus. I know that's hard for you to accept. I refuse. But some people do. And based on that premise, the fact that the circus isn't all fun. It's also cleaning up a lot of animal shit. Like, mm-hmm. I get where they're kind of coming from a little bit. I, I want to give them a little bit of credit here, but also Tim is a, a perfect angel, and how dare you? Yeah, well, it's like, oh, you're taking an interest in the circus, the place where I grew up. Well, this will uh, teach you. Cool. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah, it's like, I, hey, I came here because you asked me to. I, I could go home and do anything. I live in a mm-hmm. fucking mansion. I don't have to come here and clean elephant shit because I want to be your friend. Come on, man. It's also, it's such a stock ending for this show. Yeah, it too. really it's, is. It's like, it's like the end of every sort of action, yeah. like adventure wah, cartoon. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if Tim had been causing trouble or talking shit the whole episode, if mm-hmm. Tim had come in with your attitude toward the circus, uh-huh. Dick had dragged him there and he hated it. And he, mm-hmm. he made sarcastic comments about animal torture and how unfunny clowns are. And then yep. he had to shovel shit. That would be kind of funny. Yeah, sure. But this is out of nowhere. It's just yeah. like. It's not come up and it's just mean. <sighs> What's an ending for this episode? Because I want to go home. Again, the B team. Like, uh, mm, I don't know. We already destroyed the hat. What if uh, mm, there's a lot of animal shit around? What if, what if Robin shoveled it? Yeah, there we go. Done. That sounds fun. Yeah. All right. It wasn't. Yeah, okay. Like mm. I guess I'm this voice now. <laughs> that that voice that Jerry Seinfeld did sometime. Okay. It's my Joel voice. Yeah. Yeah, also, well no, you have to stretch it out a little more than you. <laughs> Just some hey. kind of stone, hey guys. All right. So, I don't my quote look like our child junior. <laughs> my quote is uh sorry about your face. Uh <laughs> is uh one of the uh, legit funny um Nightwing moments. Oh, this is great. Which is this, when they're when they're facing the bears. You take the brown one. I'll take the other brown one. That legit gave me, like, made me laugh. Yep. 
So, you know, like all of his uh, dumb little side quips over the, you know, over the last like mm-hmm. uh, 100 episodes have been nothing. But finally, he's uh, like his his uh, snark game is, is getting OK. Yeah, you did it, Dick. Time for the series to end. Yep, exactly. Well, our, our work is done here. Mm-hmm. It certainly isn't because we have uh, more uh, things to explore about mm-hmm. our old friend Dickie. Why, why don't you tell oh. us? Yeah, okay, so old wounds. Mm-hmm. All right, so Nightwing and Robin are taking turns roughing up some street punks for his stupid, stupid, stupid haircut. Sorry, I what don't are... usually like to do this. I know we get on a roll and you want to just read your thing. Can you please describe the haircut? It's a very bad ponytail and goatee. It's a giant top knot ponytail. Oh, the worst type of ponytail. Yeah, sorry, I won't do it again. I, I apologize, but uh, I feel like that deserves special attention. <laughs> All right, so then Robin finally asks the question we've all been waiting for the answer to. What happens to all the bat shit in the bat cave? Like, like does Alfred clean it up? How much do you pay for that sort of thing? <laughs> Wait, no, uh, excuse me. It's uh, why did Nightwing stop being Robin? I know for a fact that Alfred cleans up the bat shit in the bat cave, and while he's paid very well, he is not paid well enough to clean up that much bat shit. Anyway, Nightwing sets a spell on the porch and then tells Robin about the sad day when Batman didn't come to Dick's graduation because he was causing a Russian guy to have a car accident, which is the kind of exciting Batman action that we all tune in for every afternoon at 4.30, or whenever the show airs now. Anyway, later, Dick meets up with Babs for a date because I guess they're dating now, but it's interrupted when Batman calls Dick to go out to do some Batman shit. Dick's a little put out, but he also gives Babs an extremely lame excuse about his parrot being on fire, so uh, everyone's a little to blame here. Soon, Robin arrives at some warehouse and reunites with Batman so that they can beat up the Joker. Unfortunately, Joker escapes, and then Batman brutalizes one of his goons in front of his own kid, leaving Robin to wonder if they're really doing the right thing. I hate to agree with Robin. I really, really hate to agree with Robin, you guys, but he kind of has a point. Don't beat up a guy in front of his kid, Batman. That's how you get new supervillains. So Robin storms off and disappears, and later Babs arrives at Stately Wayne Manor, worried about Dick, and Bruce decides it's time to come out of the cave and tell Babs what's going on. Because somehow she doesn't know, despite still operating as Batgirl. Also, Dick and Babs don't know that they're Robin and Batgirl, respectively. If that seems unlikely, please remember that most most Bruce Tim characters look like three different people. Or one, if you're a woman. Dick isn't answering the bat phone, so Bruce and Babs go after the Joker together. Fight ensues as Joker attempts to use an anti-radar gun, a device that I thought was used to warn my dad of police cars in 1996 so that he'd know not to speed, but apparently not, to crash planes into each other, a move that he definitely stole from John Delancey. (laughs) Babs gets chucked off a roof for the very first time, but Dick arrives to save her. After they blow up the Joker, Dick yells at everybody about how Babs was lying to him. True, but she's not the only one wearing a mask right now, so... And then Batman manip- and how Batman manipulates people, and then he quits being Robin and punches Batman in the face, which surprised me by how upsetting I found it. We cut back to the present, where Dick finishes telling Tim the story. It's not a very good reason to stop being Batman's partner, Tim says. What's the real reason? Nothing. Shut up, Dick replies, remembering with a tear in his eye the day that Batman sold his Super Nintendo. Video games, he whispers, brushing away a tear. <laughs> Uh, I kind of like this one. It had some problems, but it's uh, trying really hard to be like, uh, like the 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 um Dick origin episode or like the Tim origin episode, but like it does not land. 
again, I, I disagree with you a little bit. Like, not in your overall assessment, but in sort of the, like, amount. Like, I think it succeeded more than it failed. Okay. But I think it had a lot of problems. It's not, it's not bad. Well, let's talk about your bad thing, because I have some thoughts about this. All right. Like, so Dick's whole reason for leaving the Bat family is that Batman manip- manipulates people. Like, he pulls strings to get what he wants. Like, he insinu- insinuates that Batman's been manipulating Babs into coming, becoming Batgirl, but we don't see any of that in the episode. Like, in fact, the episode seems to hinge on Dick not approving of Bruce becoming more brutal, which makes sense what we've seen of Batman since the time skip and what we will be seeing going forward. But, like, like if Dick's leaving, hanging on that, that makes a lot more sense to me. Like... I put Him it to just you. Going like, sorry? I put it to you. Yes, sir. Dick is an unreliable narrator. All right. That's interesting. He says that. I think this is legit. I think this is deliberate. I think this is intentional. He says that. There is no evidence of it. It's what he's really freaked out about is, one, dad didn't come to my graduation. Sure. Two, Batman's beating up a kid in front of, or uh, beating up a guy in front of his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and other details that I uh, forget, but those are two big ones. It... Um, but he doesn't. He's still very emotionally stunted, which is very consistent with this character. Sure, he doesn't understand his own emotions, just like Batman. He okay, doesn't know how to process them. <laughs> if ahead. that's the case, we need to spend more time with like with that. Then, like, it can't I agree. Just come out at the end of the episode and be like, "No, Batman manipulates people. You don't even know why you're Batgirl." Like, yeah, I think. This could be me trying to fill in some blanks, mm. but I really think he felt betrayed finding out Barbara was Batgirl and tried to spin it into this whole, like, oh, no, it's all, it's everybody's fault. They're all against me. You know, like he just, he doesn't know. He's, he's yeah. kind of stupid. And yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And like if the episode, again, if the episode had spent more time yeah, they making made that it more clear, clear, it'd be yeah. fine. But You're like, right. it just doesn't work. Mm. I, like I said, I think it's because he doesn't like. That's his interpretation. We saw what happened. We know. Also, I love Tim just saying, you you guys are exactly alike. Mm-hmm. And then basically predicting the next three things he's going to say. Yep. It's so good. In fact, this is my good thing, which I talked about pre- in, the, in the previous episode a bit too. I love their relationship. It's a very big brother, little brother thing. Mm-hmm. And it's usually Tim looking up to Dick, but also in this one, he refuses to take too much of his shit. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to, he's like, that's not true. You didn't. You didn't do that. Okay, Bruce's Bruce didn't come to your graduation. That's shitty. But he sure. didn't do that. Come on. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I enjoy that. But also, them getting in a little like a little disagreement doesn't ruin their relationship the same way Dick's and Bruce's do because they're not really the same in that way. You know what I mean? Well, one of my favorite relationships, like in comics in general, is always. Nightwing and whoever little Robin is. Old like Robin Tim, and, and new Robin, yeah. Yeah, if it's if it's Tim, if it's Damien, like, mm-hmm. I always like seeing that because, like, D- Dick's a fun character for for kids to like. But particularly you know? if, if you want to go with this angle of the reason he stopped being Robin is because he resented Batman, you can do that mm-hmm. without having him hate everyone. Oh, yeah. With him still wanting to do Batman stuff and take Robin under his wing and say... I'm going to make sure you don't turn out like me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure he doesn't fuck you up the way he fucked me up. This is a good life. We're doing the right thing, but that guy's nuts. You you stick with me and yeah. and you won't you won't like turn out so bad. And I like that. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think there's a way to have it both ways is what I'm saying. Have it the way you like it in the comics, but also tell this story. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just, there's not a whole lot of that here. No, again, I, there's definitely some headcanon. There's definitely some me, like, uh, filling in blanks. But I, you know, again, I'd like to think, like, Dick is starting to become likable. He's starting mm-hmm. to become sympathetic. I, yeah. I completely sympathized with most of what he had to say until the end. Mm-hmm. Particularly beating up a dude in front of his family. I mean that that moment was very good. Like I really liked that. Yeah, if you just single out moments from this series, that's a strong one. Like that's the kind of dick that I really like. It's like you know, like yes, we're supposed to get information out of this guy, but there's a difference between interrogating him and terrifying his child. You know. Yeah, I'll, let's let let's not leave his wife out of that either. His wife. Was yeah, also exactly. There, just just to be clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's because the story of Batman is starting to turn into he's been doing this a long time and he's losing mm-hmm. all semblance of humanity. Yeah. It's good to surround him with people who remind him of this. And mm-hmm. as we'll find later, when he doesn't have that, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> oh, does th- oh, do things not work out for him? I mean, they do. Eventually. You know, he'll be all right. But but for a good long while there, he's got no one and he gets real angry and weird even for him. Mm-hmm. And then Terry McGinnis shows up and he starts, like, softening him a little again, but only a little. A little. Yeah. No, I just, I, I, I really like that moment a lot. And I really like, I, I don't know. I just, there's a lot to like about this episode. Also, I think the Dick and Bar- Barbara dating thing, this is, again, I'm not positive, but mm. I feel like the old network kind of said, Let, let's just leave it subtext. Let's not go into that. Kids don't want to watch people kissing or whatever. Sure. Um, and this new network is like, yeah, we don't care. I. It seems like... like it, it was definitely hinted at before. Sure. But like it feels... Like if you're thinking about it, it feels obvious, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like them dating isn't a, isn't a bad thing. It's just like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Uh, it's It turns into a real weird thing when you know that she hooks up with Bruce later because... I mean, yup. Already that's a problematic relationship, but mm-hmm. add to it the fact that She's already been with effectively his son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but good. I, it good. also it's all good. It also could have been them saying, "Oh, you guys don't realize these two are dating because we never actually said it out loud." Shit. Okay. Well, flashback. Guess what? They were dating. They were dating. Like it's an opportunity for them to to clarify and fix things a little bit. Mm. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a problem with. Them not being able to figure out who's who, like Batman's on top of it because he's Batman, mm-hmm. but the rest of them don't have any idea. <laughs> it just—it seems weird to me that like if Babs has been Batgirl for a while now, I don't think she's. Which I guess we don't have any proof of now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, she's I only in the two episodes. I'm not sure where this falls in the timeline. Yeah, uh, I do think she become like she's a pretty good detective because she's you know her father's daughter, but like. I think she becomes a much better detective being trained by Batman. Like, I don't think she has those skills just yet. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is, I'm not sure if she's on the team yet. Like, she's I not. Don't think she, I mean, she is. this is where she becomes part of the team. Yeah. Like, this is the first time Batman's, like, used her side by side instead of just, like, happening upon her, you know? All right, let's go beat up the Joker. Yay! Now, I was, like, when Dick was graduating and Bruce wasn't there and they cut to Batman just, like, stopping some guy stealing a truck. It's like, mm-hmm. Really, this is more important than your son's graduation. It's not the fucking Joker. And then it turned out it was the fucking Joker, so uh-huh. I was wrong about that. I suspected it might be the Joker. 
We live in a society. Oh, wait, that's the oh, other guy. No. <laughs> Damaged. I wrote it on my forehead, so you know I'm serious. Uh-huh. Why so serious, by the way? Uh, pencil trick. I don't fucking know. I'm cool. Uh-huh. Look at my grill. I'm cool, and we have a great relationship. We sure do, Mr. J. <laughs> it is continually interesting to me that we're still getting plenty of Joker and plenty of Harley, but they are not a couple anymore and no. haven't been for a very long time. I kind of like that. I, I like that apparently Joker got the uh, got the hyenas in the divorce. Uh, or maybe he got new hyenas. There's more than two hyenas in the I world. suppose that's true. <laughs> I like these ones. They're already trained. Or it could be one of the times she's in Arkham and, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to let him starve. I mean, he'll let a person starve, but, you know. <laughs> I'll let anyone starve. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I liked his goons in this one. Yeah, they. I, we've seen these guys before, I think. Are they the same ones? I think so. I'm not okay. super sure, but I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, He definitely feels like the kind of guy who, if the, the previous goons got killed or taken to prison or wouldn't come back, he mm-hmm. would find nearly identical ones and make them do exactly the same stuff. I mean, we've seen him do that with Harley. Like, Right. But like, I'll get a new Harley. Let's see. No, I need a fat guy and a skinny guy. And no, no, he would always pause before he cracked a safe and he would crack his knuckles. Do that. Well, I don't know. Just do it. You're not doing it right. Go watch the tape. <laughs> but there's a there's a bit where he breaks into the TV waves like he always does. It's, like, I was like thinking Cobra about this, this episode. It's so easy that like I feel like he just has a door, like a key to the back, the back door of the TV studio at this point. Well, Summer Gleason goes out for a smoke, and he just slips in into the unlocked door. Just comes in at like five on a Friday. Hey, Bill. <laughs> hey, Joker. Mm. I left the camera running for you. Oh, good. See you on live at five. <laughs> Oh, what was Muscle that? Cons- g- what was that consumer report all about? What is the thing that would shock me about local sushi restaurants? <laughs> also guesting on Conan O'Brien with Mister T. <laughs> we'll see who pities who, huh? <laughs> um, Joker always does real good on talk shows. Oh yeah, sure. Well, certainly on Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's uh the 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 goons. There's a bit where um. The Joker's saying, like, I'm going to make planes crash if you don't give me money, blah, blah, blah. And uh, mm. uh, then they're sort of reenacting it by making two toy planes crash into each other and crash into a model of the city where buildings are labeled things like orphanage and church. It's so good. I love that so much. And the goons look like they're having a blast. They just, like, they animated them real high energy, mm-hmm. smiling, like, ooh, we're, we're doing the thing. We're on TV. This is so much fun. Joker finally found the guy, the, like, the correct goons for him, like, two guys who are really into all of this. Yeah. Or they don't understand that, like, they're going to get murdered by the end of this. Mm. They're just like, oh, this is so much fun. Why does this guy have such a bad rep? Oh, honey. Seems like a real nice guy. Uh Look how happy he is. Yeah. Who doesn't love a clown? Well, we've talked about this at length. Extensively. (laughs) Um, Oh, my bad thing. Mm -hmm. So the dude that Batman beats up in front of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has a very distinctive British voice, by the way. And I looked him up, and he's been in tons of soap operas, but he's not a guy we, we would really know, apart from other DC animated roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but weird that they made the, like, the he was like the lookout in the, in the early part of the episode. Yeah. But weird that they would make him, like, a just a British guy. It was kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. But, um... This gang needs a British guy now. <laughs> 
but like a posh British guy, not like a, you know, oh, hello, we'll break in here, we'll steal the, the money, posh. Give me a fancy-pantsy uh, Tim Curry type that I can make sit on a pie. In fact, bring me Tim Curry so I can rub it in his face that he didn't get this role. <laughs> I wanted to be the Joker. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. He had 14 other voice roles uh, lined up for the same day. It's fine, I'm in Ferngully. <laughs> The last rainforest. But there's um, there's a there's a bit at the very end after Nightwing's finished uh, with the you know with the, the wraparound story, the um, mm-hmm. the bookend story, and uh, he finds a wallet in the um, in in the you're thinking that guy has his wallet, aren't you? Yep, I knew it. I heard your little snicker. I knew exactly what you were thinking of. I think he took his wallet. Uh huh. What's CPR? <laughs> uh, and and it turns out it's this guy from before like yep. it's the dumbest coincidence like oh yeah all they if you wanted to follow up on that because the point is they find out oh bruce realizes he did go too far he didn't send the guy to prison he gave him a job in wayne enterprises mm-hmm. and that's nice but all they needed to do was have dick say in fact i bet that ruined that guy's life let's go let's go have a little peek let's go yeah. let's go take a look and then they would have seen what they... Like, they didn't need to find the wallet of the guy they just happened to be talking about. It's a city of millions of people. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real easy fix. I got my new issue of Stupid Coincidence magazine. <laughs> just, just pointless. Um, what else? What else? Uh, my good thing. Yes. Uh, so... Oh, yes. Enti- yeah. The entire sequence of Bruce bringing Babs into the Batcave for the first time is really, really good. Well, this like this extended universe understands it only has maybe five of these moments ever. Yeah, so they really need to make them count. And it nail it, it nails it. It's really good, and like it feels important. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like after all this all this time with with like Babs's background, it's like, oh, this is this is how that started. And this is really how she got good. brought into the fold. Yeah, it's yeah, and good. I like I like. Just the whole Bruce, like, okay, follow me. Uh huh. And, and then, then he opens uh, the clock, and she's like, "What? Okay, um, I trust you, but what the fuck are we doing right now?" Going. Yeah. What? What weird thing do you have? It's all right. I guess I'm going to go look at Bruce's wine collection. Like this is this is a an upstanding dude in the community who happens to be her boyfriend's basically dad. So like mm-hmm. he well, in front of the fa- like uh, friend of the family too. Right. So like it's they not... sort of made that clear over the years. Right. So it's not like weird, creepy playboy is bringing the young lady down to his sex dungeon or something. Like, there's there's enough reason for her to trust him. Now, this could go Fifty Shades of Grey real fucking quick. Oh, no. It could go much worse than that. It could go, yeah. like, um, you know, that shop from Pulp Fiction real quick. Oh, God. Yeah. Why do you have all these ball gags? Mm-hmm. I'm Batman? <laughs> He's that... not, though doesn't answer a lot of my questions really any of them in fact it just raises more uh-huh he's not batman though because isn't this your quote no so then alfred rolls out with the best fucking line possibly in the season maybe in the series master bruce i ms gordon i see you've discovered our little secret yes i admit it i am batman definitely the best thing alfred ever said uh-huh and he said a lot of great stuff over the years. oh yeah and I'm really going to miss him. Like, unfortunately, we're coming very near to no longer having Alfred. Mm -hmm. Batman sticks around in various Justice League 
things and will pop up in Superman crossovers, but... Uh, he doesn't bring a whole lot of people with him. No, almost none. Mm-hmm. And usually they're his bad guys. Yep. Like, we'll see the Joker and Harley some more, but well, that's mostly it. Yeah. And yeah, Alfred just, he's every, like, how many, like, was he on screen for even a full 60 seconds? Probably I don't not, think so. But fucking owns the episode. I mean, like, that's the mark of a true performer. You bomb in, say your line, and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, so, so a combination of adorably unbelievable, but also noble, like, Maybe yep. part of him hopes, oh, maybe she will buy this. Well, and I also love, he didn't know this was happening. This is so completely off the cuff. Like, Alfred's great. <laughs> Security? Who, who led Barbara Gordon into the fat cave? I'm just, I'm standing there working and it's, oh, hi, Barbara, come on in. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> well, I was quoting Batman Returns, not, uh, uh, not when Harry met Sally, that other quintessential Batman movie. I just like Alfred quoting movies. Uh, go ahead, sir. Make my day. <laughs> I'll be back. And so forth. Groovy, baby. Shagadelic. Oh, God. Okay, that's Right? Enough. This is humor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Am I funny now? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a great moment where... Um, Batman's uh, fighting through the Joker's henchmen, and he has to he has to punch the hyenas. Mm-hmm. And the Joker just looks at him and says, "Do I hit your kids?" Hmm. Actually, I do. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> one time I hit him with a crowbar. Mm. No, not not this one. Fortunately, no. he'll do something much worse. Ugh. I mean, he will. Mm-hmm. He sure will. Mm. I want to I want to warn Tim. We can't. That's not how TV works. Nope. But it hasn't happened yet. Get out of there, you idiot. Go live with Dick. He's kind of a douchebag, but you'll be safe. You're 10 years old. You shouldn't be fighting the Joker. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, like like you said, uh, Dick punching Batman at the end, just like, oh, like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, this is my note. Jesus Christ, you punch Batman in the face, you fucking maniac. This, not since my parents got divorced have I had such a mom and dad or fighting moment. Oh, it wasn't a mom and dad thing. It was just nobody punches Batman, especially someone he, like, kind of trusts. Yeah. It'd be like if just, Alfred punched Batman. To be clear, though, apart from his completely, and we have different opinions about this, but apart from his uh, misapprehension of, of what how Batman operates... Dick was extremely relatable in this episode. Mm-hmm. Very sympathetic. Definitely the most, like, I felt bad for him. I, I took his side. Yeah. Like, the graduation thing we kind of glossed over because it's not superhero action. It's not that important. But it's a mm-hmm. big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. If your parents didn't show up for your graduation, you it, it would suck. Yeah. Like, Well, and the fact that, like, he does, he's also doesn't have his actual parents to come to his yeah. graduation. No, and he graduated with honors. Like, like he really pushed himself. And yeah, Alfred's there, and Barbara, who at this point is just his girlfriend, not like mm-hmm. also his his fellow superhero, but just his yep. girlfriend, is there to support him. Lucius is there. <laughs> he's sitting next to I, Alfred. Doesn't say anything. Lucius, but... Lucius might be there because his kid's graduating or something. He's old it's enough possible. to have a kid in college. And he's just like, well, I, well, well I'm I, friends with Alfred. <laughs> Yeah, I could sit with uh, with Batman's butler. I know this guy. <laughs> so how are you doing? Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Very well. Well, that's all for this time. What do we yeah. got next time? Next week. Next week we've got is 
We've got Demon Within. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's a Rachel Ghoul episode. <laughs> uh, I checked. It is not. It's uh, Etrigan, which I'm oh, really excited oh, about. Oh, I'm not. But, well, good on you can you. take the other one, which I am also excited about. Well, we've just been alternating. You take the first one, I take the second one. So mm. as it happens, that's how it works out next week. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, which yes. is the uh, Treehouse of Horror style. Mm-hmm. Uh, three se- Three segments each talking about a different era of Batman. Mm-hmm. Two of them are outstanding. One of them is fine. Mm. I'm just. I gonna... forget what the third one is. It's just uh, here's Firefly burning some shit down in the modern era. It's fine. Oh, it's just the other that's... two are so stylistically amazing. That's oh, that's kind of disappointing. Well, I think what they wanted to do is say, look, Golden Age, look, Frank Miller, and what we do. They're all they're all Batman. Like I get it, but you know. This feels like a missed opportunity to, like... I agree. I That's what I thought in 1998. That's what I think now. Bring in, like, you know, the Adam West era. I mean, uh, hmm. the problem is the Adam West era was riffing pretty heavily on the Golden Age to begin with. That's true. So it would be repeating. Like, there's so many puns and ridiculous, giant, prop-based death traps. And oh, yeah. Like, it would be too similar. Yeah, I haven't seen this one in a long time. I'm looking forward to it. I think... Doesn't Gary Owen does, do the voice of Batman? He sure does. And uh, Michael rules. McKean, TV's everyone, is mm-hmm. the Joker. Okay, that's good fucking casting. Yeah, it is. So uh, that's next week. Um, if you are a patron, you will be enjoying our continuing reviews of the direct-to-video things. And I don't mm-hmm. remember how much we've posted to this point, but we've recorded up to All-Star Superman, and we're very excited about uh, yes. about that. And uh, go to patreon.com slash Algar. You can donate as little as one American dollar and get access to all that stuff. So um, much content. Yeah, it's a lot of content. Um and let's see, uh, the website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, we are doing a uh, answering your mail show very soon. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're, I think it's like six weeks away. Like, we're, we're yeah, let me, uh... we're very near the end of the series and then we got the movies. So it's going to be a little while, but not that yeah. much longer. Um, God, we are really close to the end. Yeah. But then we got, I think, four movies. We got Mask of the Phantasm. We got the Sub-Zero, Batwomen, and we're also doing the Harley Quinn one because that's supposed mm-hmm. to be canon. So yeah, yeah. that's four. So still going to be a little while, but not much longer. So if you want to write to us, please do. It's kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Uh, We would love to hear from you. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.